0: last season for syracuse concluded with one of its most eventful nfl draft periods that it has seen in recent history a number of different names having their name called on draft night being picked up as undrafted free agents and making names for themselves in the nfl including the highest drafted syracuse football player in the last decade so today As two weeks of NFL preseason football are wrapping themselves up and we're just a few weeks away from week one of the NFL, we take a visit at Syracuse's players that were drafted or picked up this season and how they might fare come week one. So, Locked on Syracuse Tuesday episode, let's get right after it. You are Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into your Lockdown Syracuse Tuesday episode. I'm Owen Valentine. Saying thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you've been listening with us, you like what you hear. Feel free to subscribe. Uh, turn the notifications on. Get notified instantly when these episodes go live. No Monday episode yesterday. Uh, we return Tuesday, and we are on the brink of Syracuse football week zero of college football making its way to us. We're ready for Syracuse football in just about two weeks at this point in time, a lot to cover yesterday. I mentioned this on the Friday episode. I was out in Vegas, a little bit of a an end of the summer weekend trip to close things out. Incredible fun stuff. I saw Zach Bryan in concert on Saturday night. That was amazing. He's amazing. Uh, the T-Mobile arena out there is unbelievable. Uh, if you're there, check out a game, check out a concert. Really, really fun venue. Uh, a lot of fun stuff. I walked away. I mean, I'm going on my tangent to start the show here. I walked away with more money than I came with. Uh, somehow, some way. Look at Owen doing his thing out in Vegas. But we make it back. We return. Uh, and today we take a look, not quite at Syracuse football in college football preparations. We will have that tomorrow. So, so stay locked with that. A lot of really good stuff. Got one of the the many. Uh, And I actually could narrow this down to the few incredible beat reporters. There are a lot, but this is uh, probably one of the cream of the crop when it comes to Syracuse football reporting. Uh, So we'll talk tomorrow uh, a little bit more in depth about Syracuse football, preseason camp, and where things stand at this point in time. But today, let's take a look at the NFL. Let's take a look at the rookies for Syracuse in the NFL. Because as I mentioned in the lead today, This has been a a very sizable draft class for Syracuse, even though when all is said and done, there were only two names called for Syracuse uh, in the draft. Two day, two picks, and uh, Matt Bergeron, uh, second round pick to the Falcons, and Garrett Williams in the third round to the Cardinals. Now Michael Jones in the mix as well. Sean Tucker in the mix as well. Andre Schmidt was in the mix as well. Uh, Unfortunately, names not called. But we take a visit today to all of those five names, see how things are going, see where things stand, and we'll figure out my predictions of who will find the most success, who will be making a roster, who might not at this point in time, and just sort of get a general lay of the land for the rookies for Syracuse football as things stand after two weeks of preseason action. Let's start with the biggest story for Syracuse at this point in time, in terms of headlines, in terms of where things might fall, and it's, un- interestingly enough, it's it's not the two names that heard their name called on day two. It's an undrafted free agent. It is Sean Tucker, and some incredible action and some surprises to many, uh, what he's doing with the Buccaneers right now in their preseason action. It has been Really interesting to see. He's shooting up uh, rankings. He is making headlines when you search up the five players we'll look at today. Uh, Sean Tucker is loaded with news stories. Some of the others not as eventful preseason so far. But Sean Tucker is the name when it comes to Syracuse football and and how things have gone at this point in time. And I think it's important to lead with the situation that, that was surrounding Tucker heading into draft time right? There were some injury concerns. He didn't go to the combine because of the injury. Uh, he had a very, very weird lead up to the draft. He posted his, his homemade combine video, which was very interesting. And I think even included some people swearing in the background, which is a new twist and something that not everybody was anticipating. But It was a very weird sort of buildup and, you know, not to knock him, but I might've heard some things that some pre-draft interviews didn't go incredible. Um, So who knows about that? So all of a sudden done, he goes undrafted. There were some predictions, some ideas that that might be the case down the stretch, especially heading into day three. uh, If you remember draft time, that 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 could be what happens is he doesn't get his name called, but what you saw was an immediate pickup from the buck. It was almost like they were eyeing that; they were looking for that to happen, and there has been a tremendous amount of success in recent years from undrafted free agents, especially in running back rooms. And that is what the Bucks saw in Sean Tucker. I believe it was 150,000 guaranteed, uh, plus some options and and some other stuff in the contract. I'm sure for that to bump if a roster is made, which it looks very likely, uh, if significant steps are made. If there's a battle for possible starter-esque snaps, who knows? But there is a lot of potential with Sean Tucker right now. And he showed that this past week in uh, in the Bucks preseason action when they faced off against the Jets uh, week two uh, just a couple of days ago, or actually yesterday. Uh, he was very good, really, really solid, and was able to, courtesy of some injuries, courtesy of some other stuff, Uh, have some heightened snaps in this preseason action, ran for 37 yards on seven carries, so 5.3 yards a carry, uh, which I believe led the team for them and and goes back to what he did all through college, right? The yards per carry were always impressive uh, when you looked at him at Syracuse. And one of the things that I think was not necessarily what kept him from being undrafted, but it is something that definitely hindered him, especially given the injury conversations and some other conversations that surrounded Tucker leading up to the NFL draft was his sort of lack of contribution in the passing game. And that is something that is so valuable in the NFL. And one of the the trajectories and the trends that you're seeing in terms of NFL running backs and the NFL running back has as, as many conversations surrounding it as, as you can find. And it's, You know, Sean Tucker is a reason, if you can see success out of him this coming year as an undrafted free agent, he's one of the guys and one of the examples that say, hey, why are we going to pay Jonathan Taylor as much as he wants to get paid when we can do this and find success uh, from somebody for a far, far less dollar amount? But Sean Tucker comes in and if you can get that, and we talk with the trends, and you can get that receiving element. And him being a receiving threat out of the backfield, it's why guys like McCaffrey are so important. It is why you can see uh, so many running backs being used in the passing game. If you're a fantasy football player, you know those names. You know who you're looking for because they're going to be those dual-threat guys. I use that as a you know you're being able to put the ball on the ground and get your yardage there, but also be able to get out, receive in the screen game even more and beyond that, as you can see with many of these running backs at this point in time. And Sean Tucker was relatively successful, right? Three receptions uh, or three catches for, I believe, just about 20 yards on the game. Uh, So he finished with about 57 yards. He looked really, really solid, had a strong, I think, 25-plus yard carry on a fourth and one. Uh, Actually scored a touchdown. I think it was a 12-yard carry that got called back. Uh, unfortunately, because of a holding call, but Sean Tucker right now is in my mind by no means on the question marks of will he make a 53-man roster when all is said and done. Is no, it by no means questionable on will he dress? Will he be on there for game days and all of that? Sean Tucker's question right now is: We think he's got RB two probably in the bag at this point in time. That is how good he has been playing so far. and I'm even seeing some things, and this could be pushing it, and I could regret saying this. People are saying he might have a case to be getting RB1-esque snaps in Tampa. And obviously, he, he's currently behind Rashad White, uh, who he would need to do some big things to surpass. But that is the level at which he is playing, that those expectations are elevating that high, that people think there is even a slight chance, even if it's only a few people, for him to even be presenting himself in that conversation as a UDFA is incredibly impressive. And, you know, he's outdoing and outpacing veteran guys at this point in time. Uh, They have Chase Edmonds. Uh, A veteran back there who has been battling a little bit of injury, apparently, Uh, he was sore. He had some hand soreness, so that's why he didn't play. And and what happens when you don't play, right? Somebody steps up, and that was Sean Tucker, really, really elevating and having an incredible, uh, incredibly impressive Week 2 game against the Jets and, and is really starting to turn heads and join conversations as to what his potential be and what level he can be this coming season. I told y'all, 25 man or 25 team man roster draft. I did it's a keeper league dynasty draft. I took Tucker in the 25th round. Maybe it was only because I, you know, cover Syracuse, talk Syracuse, all of that. But look at what's paying off already for your boy OV here. But before we continue this, right? We got more names to talk about, more big stuff, especially a guy. Uh, that is going to be a day one starter, I think, at this point, without question, coming up. But before that, let's talk a little bit from our sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear, right? Maybe you're you're not set on your job, you're not feeling it. Maybe you're younger, you're you're not sure where you want to go to college, you don't know what you want to do when you grow up, things like that, or even more stressful things than that. Whether you're dealing with decisions, relationships, or anything else, therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement, trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values just like anything. The more you practice it, the easier things get. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, can help you set boundaries if that's something that you might need some help with, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not feeling it the first time around, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash college today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, slash locked on college. BetterHelp. All right. Tuesday, locked on Syracuse with your boy OV. We're talking Syracuse rookies in the NFL. We broke down already Sean Tucker, who has been probably the biggest eye turner, name maker, whatever you want to call him at this point in time. And, and be excited because you're going to get more Sean Tucker post game tweets. At this point in time, the way he's playing, because he has made himself the very much front runner for the Bucks' RB2 spot. The other biggest name so far for Syracuse in terms of preseason action and where you need to be watching things is Matthew Bergeron. Matthew Bergeron, obviously the second round pick to the Falcons. Uh, he played as a tackle for three years at Syracuse. Uh, played a ton of games. Really, really well experienced uh, and was a guy that people thought could be a fringe end of first, early second guy and was a name big enough and and a player and a fit important enough that the Falcons actually traded up for. That was the value they see in Matt Bergeron. And where do they see that value? The Falcons O-line is is missing some pieces and its biggest gaps is not or they're not at the tackle. Their biggest issues are at the guard spot, and that is what you've seen out of Bergeron in the early going, getting snaps and figuring out the ways of left guard. I think that is where you'll see him. He seems like he is pretty much the starter there, barring something drastic happening. That's going to be his spot. That's where you're going to see him, and he is going to be thrown into the mix, and that's what you saw. right? He got his first snaps, I believe, against Cincinnati. Uh, And played two drives, whereas I believe they said the the rest of the starting O-line only played one. And that's more of a a nod to what you're looking at in terms of getting familiar, getting comfortable, and getting the NFL caliber, high caliber snaps at this new position, right? Every day, he is learning. Every day, he is trying to take in more info, right? There is, you know, it, it might mentally seem like, oh, it's just a step over. It's just a step over. How different is it? At the NFL level, the differences are tremendous. And he is starting to get it. And he has been, you know, in all the interviews I've read about him, he's very candid about, you know, what I need to do. He says he plays too high sometimes. And that is the nod to, you know, three seasons worth of starts at the tackle spot. So he's trying to get better, trying to stay low, and trying to play the way that he is supposed to. And it's input. And it's constant feedback. And it's trying to. Right. Imagine this: you're you're trying to learn something at the highest possible level, right? Maybe you are a a teacher, right? You you teach. Oh, we'll say you teach. I don't know what are two similar subjects that you could teach. Uh, American history and then global history. We'll say they're very similar in a way. They're very different in another way. And you're being asked now: you teach American history in high school. And now you're being asked to go be a college level world history professor or uh, give a, a speech speech to to the big names of the world uh, at, at a high level. Right. You're being thrown into the mix, And that is what he's seeing here. Trial by fire or trial by combat, whatever you want to call it. We'll give a little Thrones reference in there for those of you uh, that watched what was for you know six seasons, the greatest show of all time. Uh, right now we look at a guy that is elevating. And, and has really stepped up, even in a tough situation. And I think it's why Atlanta was so confident in him, was being able to, to see the potential for that switch, see the success that can be there, and you're starting to see it at this point in time. I'm excited for what Matt Bergeron's got in store. He is going to be a day one starter. He is going to be their left guard at this point in time. There were some, you know, some questions up in the air. Uh, some injury basically solidified it right? He's going to be that guy. He is going to be your day one starter, and we're going to have to keep an eye on him, see how things go, see how the transition continues, because he is going to be, probably for a few seasons, in all honesty, continuing to learn and grow uh, in terms of getting down pat and getting to that comfort level that he got himself to at the tackle position. So we'll wrap things up with Berger on there. Sean Tucker is going to be, in theory, an RB2. See a lot of play. Uh, as a nice contrary to to what you're going to see there in, in Tampa Bay with Rashad White, um, and, and see what happens there. Bergeron going to be your starting left guard in Atlanta. That'll be fun. Now we go to some not-as-fun stories at this point in time. Garrett Williams, a third-round pick to the Cardinals. There's not really an update on him yet. Right, Everything I've seen, he wasn't participating in rookie camp, uh, I believe, because of the injury still. We're still waiting to see what happens, right? This is something that, you know, Atlanta knew he was not necessarily supposed to be brought in as a day one impact guy. And, and that's probably why he fell from what he was thought of preseason as, you know, probably Bergeron level in terms of end of first round, early second round caliber player. That's why you see him drop a round or two into the third. Uh, he, he's not going to be immediately ready. So we'll see what happens there. Um I expect him to be great. I expect big things from him when he's back, but that process is still in the mix. Now, you know, hard knocks is underway. Roster cuts are being made. Eyes are going to be uh, on fringe players. And, and the guy for Syracuse that is is right there is a guy that you love. If you watch Syracuse football last season, you can't talk about him in a negative light because I don't think it exists it's michael jones uh a guy that was the the ringleader of the syracuse defense last season a guy that helps people rise to the occasion and makes people around him play better and we saw it all last season you know continuing to be a guy that outplays his size and outplays uh maybe even his his ability in terms of truly or truly looking at him and what he can do he continues to push others and bring others up He's with the Chargers right now as a UDFA. And I will say this. I saw some clips from him in their preseason action yesterday. He made some big plays. I think he had three solo tackles yesterday, trying to do some things. I'm not sure I saw or heard of any big mistakes or anything too big. But he's in a heated battle right now. And when you look at NFL rosters, when you look at a 53-man roster, you're typically keeping seven linebackers. Right now, as i I scroll through the charger's website, one, two, three, four five six, seven, eight, which means that someone likely won't be on the fifty three man roster. I am not a true scout. I am not you know a guy that can come in here and and predict because I'm not in you know the charger's office. I'm not in all of that for what they're doing. But I will say this, and this is not a knock on Michael Jones by any means. Uh, I look at him. I look at a linebacking group that has a good chunk of experience and some inexperience. It's a relatively young group. Most of these guys with three or fewer seasons. Uh, But you look at the linebackers, you see a guy in Diane Henley, uh, who really, really shined uh, in, in their first game. You look at another rookie, uh, Henley obviously out of Washington State. Uh, you look at another rookie, they got one more rookie. They got three rookies on this. So he he's not dead by any means. I want that to be here, but he's, he's still got to continue working. Nathan East, uh, the other guy in the mix for the Chargers in terms of uh, rookie linebackers. Uh, and we we look to see what happens, and he's going to have to continue to shine, continue to succeed, and, and continue to do what he can. And, and I think he's in the mix. Can he make this team? Can he make a 53-man roster? Yeah. Is it a cakewalk? Not even close. Not even close. He's still got to do his thing. He's got to continue to fight. Uh, he's got to keep making plays, solo tackles, doing his thing, and stay mistake-free right you've seen these these more long shot guys make a roster it happens it happens every year we're rooting for Michael we're going to continue to watch him uh and see where things up uh end up 3 weeks from now uh when the season starts itself up uh interestingly enough first day of school is that first thursday night game for me uh and also Bruce Springsteen in the dome uh who's going to that that'll be a fun one uh unfortunately Andre Schmidt Picked up by the Bears, but I have not seen anything in the last couple of weeks that suggests that he is still with them. Uh, He's not listed on the Bears roster. He has not put anything out on social media in terms of Twitter, uh, slash X, whatever you want to call it, uh, since the initial pickup by the Bears at this point. I don't think he's on a roster. You do know kickers... Cycle through in the NFL like it's nobody's business, especially the last few years. It seems like there have been kicking struggles out the wazoo at this point in time. Keep an eye on him. I would not be surprised to see him as a pickup, especially, you know, once the season starts, if some kicking struggles ensue, Uh, you could keep an eye on him without question uh, for a name that'll be called. But that's all we'll have for today. Tomorrow we got one of the biggest names in Syracuse beat writers for football to break down some of the biggest storylines for Syracuse preseason camp at this point in time and continue to preview what is just a couple of weeks away. Syracuse football inching its way closer to the return. Uh, Some big news at the NFL level. Obviously, you got some bigger names as well. Uh, We could probably do a little segment on that. We'll take a look at your your bigger names, your other NFL guys, your non-rookies for Syracuse football and the NFL. That can bring us uh, some fun content, maybe mid-season. Take a look at how everybody's doing again. But that'll do it for today. Owen Valentine I'm locked on Syracuse Tuesday episode. Today was also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook football season. is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. How about that? All season long, you can win with FanDuel. This is one of my favorite promos I've ever seen. All right, now you win or when you bet on a Super Bowl winner. You get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. Bet on spreads, bet on props, bet on over-unders, and so much more. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's fanduel.com slash lockdown. Take some time. Visit FanDuel and include moneyline, props, anything you want. It's fun. Do your thing. FanDuel. With Locked On. Fandle.com/slash locked on. Owen Valentine wrapping up your Tuesday episode. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Hope you had a great weekend. Enjoy the week. Do something fun. Make somebody smile and be kind. That'll do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. We've got a lot of content coming this week. I'm excited for it. Stay tuned. Uh, Feel free to join the conversation in the comments or on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. I'm Owen. I'll see you tomorrow.